0: From the fifth quarter studio in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to the Coaching Youth Hoops Podcast. They're playing basketball. 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 Here's our hosts, Steve Collins, Steve Collins, and Bill Flitter, Bill Flitter. All right, welcome, Coach. How are you today? Absolutely amazing. I know summer's ending. Summer's ending. Football Ball. season's... Football's coming around. Baseball's ending up. Hopefully, the Cubs make the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> no. People got, going, actually got back from
1: Chicago. Not I know that, that long ago.
0: I know people. Uh, people are going. Doesn't Coach Collins live in Wisconsin? And I know. I'm so confused when I see that hat.
1: Yeah,
0: it's a disease. I just tell people being a Cub fan is a disease. <laughs> it really is. All right, you, T- <laughs> go ahead. You're not closer to
1: Chicago than you are Milwaukee, are you?
0: No, no, yeah. no, no, no,
1: no, Milwaukee's 45 minutes, isn't no.
0: it? No. So I'll tell the I'll tell the 30 second story on this. My dad grew up in northern Wisconsin in the 40s, and the only station he could get was WGN. First of all, there was no wow. Brewer. There was no team in Wisconsin, and he got WGN on the radio. So that's what he, oh, yeah, that's yeah. what he listened to. And then, you know, it's a disease. You pass it on from generation. Yeah. to generation. Yeah, to. Yeah, it's right. Like you can't, yeah. Can't. Yeah.
1: Can well, it. my son's a Packer fan because I obviously grew up in Wisconsin. So
0: I know I won't tell that you I'm going, I'm going, op- I'm going to the, I'm going opening day at, oh, sweet! At soldier at soldier field. Oh, it's yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they oh, open nice. up on the ninth or something. I know it's gonna be awesome. I'm excited. Hopefully, one of my players makes the Bears. Jerice Fountain is a receiver. So hopefully he makes it. He's oh, kind of been in and out of the NFL, but hopefully he makes it so you can see him play. All right. So today we're gonna to talk about the five keys to planning a basketball, youth basketball season. Um, so what's the first one, Coach? I'm gonna we're gonna go through these five steps. Step one is what?
1: just setting your vision. Like, right. What framework. Is it? Yeah, framework. Yeah, framework for your vision. Yeah. And your framework for what, what do you want to accomplish in the season? And I think it starts with who are you as a coach? Like, what do you believe in? Are you offensive minded, defensive minded? Are you a type of you know, do you like run or you like to slow things down? I think it's just important to write that down on paper.
0: Right. Well, and I think it's 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 like it's like I always say it's who what where when how but what do you yeah. want what do you want to be what's what is your specific vision what do you want these young women or young men to get out of the season you mm-hmm. know because it's different maybe a second grader is going to be different than an eighth grader right um but but what are you know what are the objectives what are the metrics for you know is it just that everyone gets to play is it that you win your rec league is it that you know you become, you win more games. You need to lie. Whatever your vision or philosophy is, I think is important to, to dive into. Um, well, because that's going to set the
1: stage for everything else. The drills you pick, right? The, the, the offense, the defense, how you know, do you even worry about a press depending on what age group you're in? Um, yeah, and then even just how you, what you, you know, as a youth coach, a lot of times you only have an hour practice. What are you <laughs> focusing on that hour? right right well <laughs> okay this is what i'm gonna focus on because i already set my vision i know I only And again you know the, the difference i'm a youth coach you're a high school coach you know you're gonna spend a lot more time than i
0: am going to on right. this but
1: just even if going through the extras and writing that stuff down is, is, is
0: important well, well when i i when i would coach my kids it was like okay so i've got two practices i'm gonna have four Five practices before our first game, you know, what do I need to have in? I need that out of bounds play. I need a press break. I need an offense. You know, all of those things on top of, you know, making sure the parents know when things are happening, um, you know, (laughs) when we're playing, a schedule, you know, the practices maybe will change because, you know, there's a snowstorm, things that happen during a specific season. It's all of those planning things that are, you know, as a youth coach, you just, you're juggling a lot of, yeah, yeah. a lot of different things. Well,
1: and I think you, you, the one thing you want to highlight, what you just said too, is that communication to the parents, because if they know what my vision is, then they're they're not going to hit, well, they still will yell, but, um, or complain, <laughs> but maybe a little bit less because they know, look, I have an hour this is what I'm going to be focused on throughout the entire season. This is what I believe in. And these are the three things that I'm going to teach these kids. Okay. Right. Oh, so you're not, why aren't they pressing? Well, right. it's not what I believe in.
0: Right. right? Or we Let's haven't see. had time to put it in. We've had or we it. haven't. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so they can't complain in the stands as much as they kind of know the direction you're taking the team
0: in. Okay. So that's number one. Number, two. number, one. number two is tryouts.
1: Tryouts. Yeah. Tryouts, evaluations, however you structure yours. And that's. Again, you, it,
0: yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say, you know, if you don't know who you're looking for, because it, you know, it, it, if you don't have your vision set and the type of player a little bit in your head, sometimes we don't have a complete choice, but we do have that. Yeah, I know in our league, you know, we get a number one drop pick. Well, my number one drop pick should fit my vision, you know, if he's going to be defense minor, you know, this kid can score a lot. Right. Right. Um, uh, yeah. But go so, ahead. What were
0: we'll you? No. So, so what I'm saying is there's two different types of tryouts too, that yes. I've been right. through. Like I've been through the ones that I have to run the tryout and I right. have to evaluate. And then mm-hmm. there's the ones that I just get to sit back and, you know, take notes. And so I think yes. you have to, you, you, there's so many variables that you have to look at. Can they handle the ball? What kind of teammate, like, so it's so much, I think it's so much harder when you're running it and evaluating than when you're just evaluating. I don't know. Well, and also what
1: pieces do you need, right? Right. When you're assembling a youth team, and if you do have a draft, sometimes, you know, but sometimes coaches don't, they just, here's your team, you get this, you get what <laughs> right, you did. Right, right. Um, but let's assume that you do have, you get to pick a little bit, right? Have some uh you have some determination on what that team looks like. I mean, I don't know about you, but number one, I'm picking someone who can handle the ball, period. Yes. Even if they're not a great shooter, the youth level, if they can get the ball across half court, that's that's a plus. Number two, I'm looking at and like, okay, I don't care if the kid sits in the corner, but man, he has lights out shooting. Right now, obviously, it's nice to have a ball handler and a shooter, right? That we can do right. everything. But a shooter, you know, someone, somebody that can play defense really well, and then sometimes their size, right? You kind of want a bigger kids, but you know, again, that always doesn't work out that way. But a couple of people that can handle the ball, a couple of people that can shoot halfway decent, and then you're going to have your eighth and ninth kid, right? Especially in rec leagues that. Hey, they're just there to have fun and you get what you get and you got to do the best to turn them into great players. But I don't know how you're, what your thoughts are on
0: that. Yeah, and the thing is it's like I I think the factor is like you You have to think about like so there's actually three options because you're right. You could be given a team and then how do you Sorry. make those pieces kind of work? Um, so even if you don't have a trial, you have to move those specific pieces. But the younger the age, ball handling is number one. To be honest with you, as they get older, ball handling is still important, but then other skill sets as far as like shooting and passing and mm-hmm. strength and knowledge of the game. So I think it's kind of an inverted curve there a little bit with what's important. But um, but I and it watch goes, out for those
1: kids who play soccer because they're not coming to basketball practice. Sorry, but soccer <laughs> players always that.
0: see the court really well.
1: Oh, There are tremendous athletes yes. just in my I I have tongue in cheek on that one. I just had experiences where I pick them as my number one draft pick, but it's also soccer season in the fall and, or they're on a travel team.
0: Commitment level is important too. And it's, it's a little bit easier as they get older to kind of figure that out with the parents and stuff too. All right.
1: Um, Well, hold on, hold on. One more thought on that is, you know, more and more coaches, I hear this, they're picking the kids based
0: on their parents as well, right? Oh, I agree. Great athletes,
1: bad attitude for their parents. Eh, you're going to, you know, prioritize that person. So something to consider. I hate to even have to bring that up, but it's
0: true. Oh, it's so true. All right. So, uh, so number one was kind of the framework. Number two is tryouts. You're figuring out how you're going to pick your, run your system. Step three or, or, or the third key is kind of figuring out like your systems, like your, you know, your offense, your defense, um, you know, how you're going to integrate those. What's your thoughts on on that? And especially, it's going to be different obviously between a third grader and an eighth grader, but yeah. Um, what's your thought on that?
1: Well, and yeah, and it goes back to your philosophy, right? And so what we said up in the beginning, it's really important to pick, you know, yeah. If you're in a youth level, let's, again, let's pick an average youth team, not an exceptional one and not a really bad one, but, you know, most of what I've been seeing, you know, you, you're doing a five out or a four out one in, right. And keep it, keep it simple. Have, and I wouldn't worry so much about the offense that you're running, but more about the concepts that you're teaching. Okay. What does that mean? Well, don't be so, strict on the rules of a complete five out offense so um you know we have these i I came up with all these abcs right so remember the abcs right always be cutting and screening that really is a five out off works really nicely in five out offense but when that offense breaks down the kids need something they need to know what the next step is and you don't want them to think too much so if you pass you cut so set those rules and make it simple three or four things max that you do in your
0: offense and i think you got to do that both on the offense and the defense like if you're playing a basic man you know what are you doing are you pushing baseline are you you know are like are you no middle are you pack line are you running a zone whatever you're doing yeah you know again if you're having five days a week practice and one day a week practice is different um (laughs) uh, but i think you got to break this those systems down you got to analyze you know what I try to do too is I try to t- take that first practice and figure out what I got because trials mm-hmm. is one mm-hmm. thing. And then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, that's right. so we, we've got some ball handlers or we've got some kids that have played before. We have some kids that don't play before, or, you know, um, because that's going to, that's going to correlate to your, you know, your walkthroughs, your demonstrations, how you are going to teach things? Um, how You know, what kind of offense you can run, what kind of defense you can run, how you will break the press. You got it. Like, so even yeah. either given the team or tryouts you got to i always say that first practice should be kind of a deep dive into your team do some passing yeah. drills shooting drills do some just to kind of like all right this is better than i thought or this is worse than i thought just to kind of analyze it but i think all those systems is, yeah. are important but you got to know what you're you know you got to know the ingredients that are sitting on the kitchen table before you make the soup, soup you know you can't just you know start making the soup and not have enough onions or That's right.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. You know, that's funny though. Yeah, I, you know, so I, I go into it with a basic very high level thought of what I want to do. So, literally just did this. Um had uh had eight players and I ran them through the basic offense, just really basic. And then I and then for me that I'm just like, do they get it? And let's see what they let's see what they do. And yes. then that's where I kind of start asking them questions, even at the young level. You know, obviously the the questions are, you know, based on the their age level, what you should be teaching them at that age level, but this was seventh and eighth grade. So I asked them, okay, you you I ran you through the basic set on offense. We did the same thing at defense. And I so on offense, I asked them, where do you see the opportunities? Like where do you see other things off of this? What are the reads? Right. And they have listed one, two or three things. So I want them to think about it. Yes. On the defensive side, I showed them my basic defensive scheme. And then I asked them, where are the holes? Where are the gaps? What's going to happen? And I don't mean what's going to happen in every every scenario, but just as a generic at a high level, like where do you see this not working? And where do you see opportunities for and what do we really have to focus on in order right. to be good? right and you'd be surprised you know kids will come up with those answers oh god you know we really need to be you know uh halfway between our player and the ball on the weak side or otherwise there's going to be a big gap there like oh right yeah perfect good
0: yeah yeah yeah. hard to do that with a kindergartner but
1: (laughs) hard to do that with a kindergartner yes when we're talking to you we're
0: we're we're being teachers 101 coach we're not talking we're not talking to the kid that's going to harvard and we're not talking to the kid you know it's reading at right. reading three grade levels below where they're supposed to. But, and
1: you're not going to run an offense in kindergarten. So you're going to run yes. concepts. In yes. Kindergarten. That's a whole. After that's, you another, pass, you yeah, cut. that's another podcast. That's another podcast. That's
0: right. right. Uh, number four. So that was, that was framework tryouts, offense, defense, kind of the, your systems. Yeah. Number th- number four is probably what we get asked the most often about, which is practice planning. Mm-hmm. How does, what's your, I know you're the guru with practice planning. What's your thought on that?
1: Well, you know, it, it um, boils down to, you know, obviously you have to have all of those things set before you know, <laughs> know what you're going to do, right? Because uh, uh, otherwise you're not going to have, you're not going to be able to put a good practice plan together. But um, I think off of that, uh, you know, you kind of want to understand, um, the think about the design of, the el- well, think about the elements in a game, right? There's offense, defense, there's transition to offense, and transition to defense. What's and you have to doing? cover I all of those all four time. things. I love that, yes. Yeah. And if you cover all those four things, in your, it, that's how you should block schedule your practice plan. And then within those blocks, then you break them down into drills. Then those drills, five to eight minutes, right? And, and then you got yeah. back into doing a 60-minute practice once a week. Do I have two? Do I have a 90-minute practice? Whatever it is, then, you know, you can time those appropriately. And this goes back to your philosophy. Well, you know what? I'm a big transition to offense guy, so I'm going to spend a little bit more time on that, right? So I'm going to have more minutes spent on that, or I'm a really big defensive person, so I'm actually going to spend more, more time on defense than I am on offense. Does that make
0: sense? Does It is does. It? it's does. It's, it there, and there's a nuance to it a little bit. That's, there is. Yeah. There is. Um, And I think
1: that coaches take it for granted too, Like the practice plan is the most important thing you're going to do all season. It's Uh, unbelievable. Like it's like
0: for my teacher, from someone that's taught for 36 years or whatever, I I lost count to be honest with you, but it's like, if I don't have, I mean, if I don't have a lesson plan, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. It's bad news, man. Like, (laughs) and I'm teaching, you know, 17, 18 year olds. It's like, I got to have a plan. Like, that's right. Um, you know, what I'm, you know, and, I, and I'll give you a hint on practice planning for the youth coaches that are listening. It's better to have more than less. That's right. Because yeah. I can always do it the next practice. I can always do it the next class period. I can do it, finish it tomorrow. But the worst is when you get done with everything you have planned with 20 minutes to go in class.
1: Or, or, or I would say is, well, it, it, something isn't working, Right. And you're into it two or three minutes, you're like, okay, this is on me. I need to go back to the lab and yes. figure this out because it's not translating. They're not getting it. I better have something else in that spot. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. better. It's like
0: I, you know, I'll always come in with a couple shooting drills, or i always come in with a couple That's things right. because you know, it's it's I hate to use the word pivot, but you got to pivot. You got to monitor gotta and adjust, you gotta yep. monitor and adjust, is what I learned. I learned <laughs> Madeline Hunter when I learned teaching. You got to monitor what's going on and then you got to adjust it. Um, And both of those things happen. All right. So that was number four is practice planning. Number five, the last one, um, it's kind of game management. And, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I think of game management as the before the game, during the game and after the game, what's, what's your thought on that coach?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think all of those are three very important keys to um, having a successful season and managing the game correctly you know, it's funny, uh, my team, the last youth team I had, I said, hey, show up an hour before the game. They all kind of groaned at me a little bit. And I'm <laughs> sure I got the parents were probably in the background groaning uh, a little bit uh, too. Uh, but what two things I knew. One is they're still, we're going to be late, right? So if I said show up 30 minutes before the game, then they're showing up 15 minutes. So if I at least said an hour, they'll at least show up 45 to a half an hour before the game. Um, That was important, not only for me, because then I knew how many people are actually going to be playing that day, (laughs) but also for the kids. It settles them. It does. They get those pregame jitters out prior. They get time to be with their friends and talk, and I get time to communicate and maybe work out any last-minute questions. Right.
0: A lot of lessons
1: taught in that pregame. Oh, it's
0: the warm-up. It's the... Well, first of all, physically, it's important. From someone that's getting older, it's like I gotta loosen. I gotta loosen. Don't put your <laughs> I, old body. I again. got a little <laughs> plantar fascia walking to <laughs> the red line and, and, and to jump on the L's. Like I walked in my I walked in my sandals. I should not have done that. I'm stretching my my plantar fascia or whatever it is on the bottom of my foot. But anyway, um, but you got to stretch. It's like all that. I think it's I think it's important physically. I think it's important mentally. I think mentally, it's important yeah. for the coaches. All of that. Um, you know, it's it's more of that connection, and then that leads into the game part of it. That's right. Um, where now I have their attention for timeouts, I have their attention on substitutions, I have their attention on you know what how we're kind of running the bench and you know how the rotations are going in the middle of July or whatever we're doing or whenever we're we're coaching our youth team. Um, and then tell me about a timeout though. What? How do you manage a timeout? how do, do I manage own? a timeout? Yeah. What, um, what, I usually what do you say? Take, so and when do take... you call it, when are
1: you thinking about calling a timeout? What do you do? What do you say in that timeout?
0: Yeah. There's a couple things. I usually take 15 seconds to gather my thoughts. If it's a full timeout, which is a minute. And mm-hmm. then, um, I I'm, I'm kind of reading the specific situation at that point. You know, am I calling it to to change momentum? Am I calling it? Cause we're doing well. Am I calling? It Cause we need a rest. Cause I have six people and, No one else has showed up and we're all tired. So there's different reasons for the timeouts. Um, But then I have read that at most two things, ideally one thing in the timeout, but at most two. And the most important one should be the last thing they hear when they're walking out of the timeout. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Because that's what they're going to remember. It's TikTok, people. It's TikTok. Their attention spans. (laughs) But um, so if it's like getting back on defense or blocking out, let's say one of those things, I'm going to say that to them more than one time, and I'm going to definitely say it to them at the end and as they're leaving. Um, but that's kind of how I run my my timeouts. I think timeouts are are, are you know it kind of it, there's a pivot there. It just matters how you know what's going to happen. Um, and then what about post game? What do you do in post game, coach? So post game,
1: uh, I usually I. Have the players recognize something that another player did. Because um, I think that, again, talks about being a team and they're not focused on themselves. They're focused on someone else and say, you know, and, you know, giving a gift, right? colleagues, right. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. And I do a quick recap. And it depends on the level, right? Again, your third grade, it's, I, you know, I still do that exercise. Hey, what whose game did you like and why? Right. And, you know, why did you like it? Um, and then I'll say a couple positive things and say, hey, OK, next next practice, you know, we need to get a little bit better about, you know, X, Y and Z. I sometimes
0: grab, I, I sometimes at the youth level even grab the parents and say, hey, let's come in. Let's talk about Remember, We have practice on Tuesday and we have this. And to, remember, yeah. it's like it's it's the community that we're trying to build. Um, we're running out of time here, coach, but let's. Um, Let's talk about coaching youth hoops masterclass. I want I want you to, to dive into that. Yeah, and, and how that's related. Let me go briefly. Let me go through the f- yeah. five things we talked. Yeah, about. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, three times. framework. Right, we talked about tryouts. Yeah. We talked about offense and defense, or kind of planning it out. We talked about practice planning, and we talked about game management. Why are those important, Coach? Well, yeah, and you
1: know, we're th- this is how you're going to kick off your season and do it right and have a successful season at the you know at the end looking back. Um, but you know, we just give you a glimpse. There's a lot more detail that goes into planning a season. Yes. Um, uh, and that's why we decided to put the, you know, uh, uh class together. And you can go take a look at it at coaching youth hoops, masterclass.com again, coaching youth masterclass.com. We're going to dive deep into each of the five subjects we just talked about. You, you're going to have, you, you'll have access to worksheets. Um, so you can, you know, create your vision. We're going to show you how to, um, create a practice plan, uh, how to create drills within that practice plan. basically everything you need, um, to
0: start get ready for the season. season and I, yeah. and I'm excited because a couple of those topics, I'm going to get in front of a whiteboard and coach in front yeah, of a whiteboard, shoot, yeah. coach in front of a whiteboard. Look pretty cool thing. Let me tell you. <laughs> not sitting in my office behind all my Disney stuff. I'm going to be in front of a whiteboard kind of That's helping, right. you know, and coach and I are going to kind of batter back and forth and talk about some specific things, but um, well, and I think I, what's important too, is how we
1: broke it up. It's over. Yeah. We didn't want to, you know, you can take it all at one time, but it is, it, it it is over five days, 30 minutes to 45 minutes max to do each exercise. So it's broken or you could like, you know, take a Saturday and sit down and do the whole thing. But, but, we wanted to make sure that you know it, it, you 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 can get through the exercises in a limited amount of time. Again, yeah. remember this is for youth coaches. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're you know, kindergarten through eighth grade, you know, six through that fourteen age group, uh, you know, we don't go in depth. You know, go to you know, like you you might do at the high school level
0: that's teaching that's that's teaching yeah but but uh coaching youth hoops uh masterclass.com i will put the link down below so if you're listening to this or watching this or doing whatever i'll put the link down below but coaching youth hoops masterclass um we're limiting it because coach and i first of all are 90 days away from our basketball season starting so we can't take six thousand people into this so we're going to limit the number um so coaching you yeah two. we want to be
1: there to help you yes. right so yes. you, can, you can be there as a resource so yeah we can only you know, only
0: do so much, so much. Yeah. there's only two of us there's yeah. only two of us. all right anything else coach
1: that's it coaches uh thanks for listening and good luck planning your season we're here yeah. to help
0: good luck bye-bye sports social podcast network